Um, you're welcome to the word and prayer meeting this evening. Today, by the grace of God, we want to look at some revelations in the word of God and we want to pray. And while I just want to warn us ahead, that while our prayer points might not seem conventional, while our prayer points might not seem like the normal prayers that we pray, okay, I want to assure us that our prayers are going to be based on the scriptures and we are going to get answers. Because I have discovered that one thing about prayer that makes prayer work or that makes um, God answer prayers is about the principle that was obeyed in prayer and the kind of prayer that is being prayed more than the amount of time spent on that prayer and the language it was spoken. So, that you pray a particular prayer and as you begin to speak in tongues regarding a particular prayer point, does not automatically mean that you are going to get answers to those prayers. I know what I just said might sound controversial to you, but it's the truth. You ask yourself, are all the prayers that you have spoken in tongues about, have they all been answered? There is a key to getting answers to prayer. And that key is abiding by scriptural principles based on the kind of prayer you want to pray. There are principles guiding prayer. And it's not just about prayer now. There are principles guiding the life of a believer. I think for some time now, we've been talking about uh activating spiritual realities we've been talking about giving back to spiritual realities um you know making spiritual realities appear in the physical and so we've talked a lot about principles if you're familiar with the study on prayer series you would have discovered that there were a lot there are a lot of principles that attach to different kinds of prayers. Yes, all praying is prayer, but there are different kinds of prayer. But we're not talking about prayer today. We're just highlighting the fact that prayer works, all right? But when it is based upon the will of God, when it is based upon the instructions or the principles of God for that kind of prayer. So today we want to look at, briefly, we want to look at the word and um, we want to look at the topic I call living by the higher time. We want to look at the topic I call living by the higher life. There are many people in the world, they hold, they spent a lot of time around there. They have lived to the full age, but 
a good number of them did not really live their life they had just existed for a long time life needs to be lived and the only way we can live a life is to use that life for the particular purpose that it was designed for is somebody listening to me so first off let us settle this that if you have a particular kind of life in you and you do not use that life for the intention of the person that gave it to you you cannot claim to believe in you are merely existing and this is why a man cannot begin to live i mean a man cannot truly begin to live until he has discovered the kingdom of god so how long it takes any man to find the kingdom of god is how long it took that man to start living so let's just settle this and no peace that how long it took you to find the kingdom of god is how long it took you to start living that's one two if you are not a child of god tonight's teaching can by no means profit you if you are not a child of god that is you have not received the lord jesus into your life this teaching is one of the teachings you probably keep if you are listening to me probably because it was recorded it's one of the teachings you keep then you go and hear the redemption story you receive the lord jesus then you can come back because it will not profit you because the lord jesus made something clear in his mission statement maybe we should start from there john chapter 10 verse 10 uh please for the sake of clarity i'm reading all scriptures from my end john chapter 10 and verse 10 the gospel according to saint john chapter 10 and verse 10. this is jesus speaking here he was declaring his mission statement he made his mission statement very clear he said the thief comes not but for to steal to kill and to destroy the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy but he says i am come that they might have life praise god the lord jesus declared his mission here that the reason he came is so that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly he then went on to say my mission is that i am the good shepherd and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep but my vision that is that you may have life 
and that you might have it more abundant. You will agree with me that the life Jesus was talking about here cannot be the one you've been living since you were born. Of course, Jesus knew that you were gave birth to by a woman and your earthly father. And so he definitely cannot be talking about that life. That life you used to live is not the one we're talking about now. Jesus said, I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. If you look at this scripture very well, scripture very well, the Lord Jesus was saying in essence that I have come so that you may have life and that you may be able to reproduce life. That is what it means by have it more abundantly. That you may be able to produce life. Now listen to me. If the Lord Jesus came and gave you life, if you are going to live this life, it means it must be used for the reason it was given to you. Is somebody listening to me at all? If you are going to live that life at all, it must be for the reason for which it was given to you. And this life was given to you so that you may produce more life. If you look at John chapter 1, and I think from verse 10 or thereabout, it says, For as many that believe in, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. As many as believed in, to them gave he power to be some, become the sons of God. You see, we find many other scriptures that align with the mission statement of the Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Talking about the life again. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the divine nature. To be partakers of the inheritance rather of the saints and life. Alright. Having translated us from the power of darkness into the kingdom of light. Still talking about that life. He has translated us from the life we used to live into a new life. Now, this new life has a set of principles that is governing it. I must make it clear today, if you are not aware of this before, you need to be more aware today. That the reason you have received that life is so that you may produce more life. In John chapter 1 verse 4, the scripture says, In Christ Jesus, that is in the world, was life. And this life is the light of man. In the world was life. Same life we're talking about. And it says, this life is the light of man. So, carriers of this life are meant to be light 
to the world. And unless the carriers of this life are light to the world, they are not living. So you can be a child of God and not be living. Is somebody listening to me? You can be a child of God and not living. And that's what we want to talk about today. There's so many child of children of God out there that are not living. Yes, they have eternal life in them. Yes, they have the Zoe kind of life. Yes, they have the life of God. Yes, they have the Holy Spirit in them. But yet, they are not living. They're not. What does it mean to be living? The life that has been given to us. Two things. Very important. I am called that they might have life and that they might have them more abundantly. So the first reason that you have life is that you may be able to produce more life outside of you. For the scriptures say it, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So it then means that you are meant to produce more life. And this life, is meant to be light to the children of the world. Is this life is meant to be light, land light to other people in the world. When you are not doing this, you are not living. There is no evidence of your existence. So as a Christian, your powerlessness can be traced not to God, but your refusal to live by the life that you have received. Your powerlessness has nothing to do with God. It has nothing to do with whether God answers prayers or not. It has nothing to do with how long you spend praying. It has nothing to do with how long you spend fasting. And everything to do with whether you are living. Everything to do with whether you are living by the life that you have received. So I said two things determine whether you are living this life. The first thing is whether you are able to produce more life. And by produce more life now, I mean that you are able to appear as light to the rest of the world. Now that's the first thing. The second thing, the first thing is an evidence because this will come as an evidence that you are living. Now, the first thing is the heart, the second thing rather, is the heartbeat of whether you are living or not. And it is the issue of faith. As a carrier of this new life, we walk by faith and not by sight. Pay attention to what I'm saying now. We walk by faith and not by sight. This is a very deep statement that if you understand it, will change your Christian life. Because it is impossible for you to live, okay, this new life without faith. Now, pay attention now. Faith requires revelation, not information. The problem with people now is that men are used to living by information. 
when Adam fell in those days, he fell from revelation to information. <clears throat> Excuse me. He fell from discernment to learning. He went from being the kind of being that could give names to thousands of animals without consulting anyone to learning how to use oats to till the ground. <coughs> Excuse me. He went from discernment, the ability to know what the, what, what the right thing to do at every point in time. The ability to know what fits what. The ability to know the solution to a problem. Without having to go and do research. He lost that ability and he came down to becoming the kind of person that needs to start doing research. Am I saying research is bad? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that as a child of God, you are not to rely on information, but on revelation. Now, revelation does not come without the knowledge of the word of God. And the problem is that now, this is the, this is the major problem of believers today, believers today, rather. And it is that faith cannot come by information. You can't have faith just because I'm preaching to you. You can't have faith just because you know the Bible. You can't have faith just because you've read the entire Bible. You can't have faith just because you memorize the Bible. For you to have faith, you need the revelation of the world upon which your faith is based. Faith. I think we spent about four months last year dealing with the issue of faith. I think we're going to do something similar this year. By the time we start taking the next batches. Let's not forget our anchor scripture is to John chapter 10. The Lord Jesus made it clear that the reason I have come is not for you to be selfish. It is for you to produce more life. So the life in you is a higher life. It is a life that is capable of producing more life. Now, pay attention to what I'm about to say now. The kind of life that is in a man would determine the kind of results that a man can get and the kind of manifestations that a man can get. The kind of life that is in a man would determine the kind of results that he can get. No wonder the scripture said, not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, said the Lord. When it comes to getting results, power, mind, connections. Those things may matter to people that live by information. But for the man that lives by revelation, it does not. 
So I want you to challenge yourself and start asking yourself, am I living by the high life? You have a life in you. And the reason for having that life is so that you may produce more. Praise God. However, to be able to live this life, like we said earlier, we need a revelation. You need a revelation of what this life really is and what it can do. And there's so many scriptures that God has used to show you, to show us that the life in us is an, I don't know what word to use for it now, is as an ever-increasing capacity. In fact, the Bible went far saying, with God, all things are possible. The life in you is the life of God. So it means that with God in you, all things are possible. Now, not to God in heaven now, I mean to you. When I say all things are possible now, I'm not talking about God in heaven. No, of course not. I'm saying, since you have God in you, all things are possible. Ephesians 3.20 God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all, all that you may be able to think or ask for but according to the power that works in you you've got to live the higher life now you will see that we said there are two main indicators and I need you to start noting this down the first indicator is the issue. The first indicator is the issue of producing more life or light. It's the issue of manifestation or what the Bible sometimes refers to as works. And the second thing is the issue of faith. And that is why, that's what the scripture says now, faith without works is dead. When you say you have faith and you cannot manifest, you cannot produce more life, you cannot manifest as light to the world, your faith is there. Somebody listening to me? So you have a responsibility to live by this life. This life has some set of principles. We have looked at the, the main reason you have the life, which is to produce more life. And we have looked at the first principle or and also the main principle to be able to do this, which is faith. But we must understand that there are more principles that guide the production of life in you. Praise God. 
you can't just wake up one day and say, I've given my life to Christ. I want to go about and start healing the sick. And because I have heard that, um, you know, because I'm now a believer in Christ, I can just go out and do as I please. I can just go out and start laying my hands on the sea. All right. If you are doing that from a position of faith in the word of God, it is going to work for you. But if you are doing that, not because you have faith, but because you you had someone talk about it, you will find that it will work. Romans chapter 8. This is where we're going exactly. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Romans chapter Very instructive and very clear scripture. Romans chapter 8 from verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation. Pay attention please. Pay attention please. There is therefore now no condemnation. To them which are in Christ Jesus. So, living the life now means being in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit we're still looking at what living the life means living by the higher life now we see another perception here there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus now being in Christ Jesus is living the life Galatians 3 27 for as many as have been, that have been baptized into Christ Jesus are put on Christ. For as many of you that have heard the gospel, you are put on Christ. Second Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. If any man be in Christ, he receives a new life. So, being in Christ now, all right, is living the life. Pay attention. When you receive the life, you were baptized into Christ. But to continue to be in Christ is a conscious decision. Now, your being in Christ, all right, means that you are living the life. So one of the challenges is that a lot of people are baptized into Christ, but they are not in Christ. They are baptized into Christ, but they are not living in Christ. They are seeing Christ as a center of refuge when they have issues. They have seen Christ as 
and intercess that intercedes for them only when they are prayer points. They are seeing Christ and church as a place of solving problems, their personal problems. They are not interested in living the life they have received. They just want solutions to their everyday problems. And they see Christ as an open book. This is not so. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ. Clear scripture. No condemnation in heaven. No condemnation on earth. To them who are in Christ Jesus. To them who are living the life. Them who are living by the higher life don't go around with the consciousness of sin. They don't allow the devil to, to tell them that they're experiencing what they're experiencing because of their sins. They don't allow the devil to steal their blessings from them just by reminding them of the sins they've committed in the past. The ones that the Lord Jesus has died for. There is therefore now no condemnation. This is a great advantage of being in Christ, of living the life. So if there is no condemnation, pay attention, please hear what I'm saying very clearly. There is no reason for any bondage whatsoever to be laid on you. If there is no condemnation, it means you can't be in any kind of bondage. And so, if you find yourself in any kind of bondage, then it means that for a moment you've stepped out of Christ. Or for a long time. There is therefore now, that language condemnation is very deep. that the devil does not reserve the authority to punish you even when you sin there is therefore now no condemnation no wonder the Holy Spirit does not condemn us even when we make mistakes There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh. Now, look at it, my young. This is what it means to live in Christ. This is what it means to live the life. For those that are just coming in, we're talking about living the higher life. This is what it means to live the life. Walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. If I were to rephrase this, based on the uh, precedents we've been talking about since, then we are saying, those who walk not after information, but after revelation. Whose living are not determined by the information they hear, but by the revelation of the word of God. 
I said it before. Man has fallen to a point of living by information. No wonder over 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 years of Satan's reign before the Lord Jesus came, and even up till now, the wisdom of the world has not been able to replenish the world. All of the researches, the PhDs, the all of the uh, you know studies we've done, we have not been able to if, uh, to avoid climate change. I'm not saying information is bad. I'm just saying living at the point of information is degrading for a child of God. Because living by information means that you are relying on everything your brain can process. Whether you heard them, you can taste them, you can see them, you can feel them, you can sense them. Relying on what your brain can analyze. If you are living by this life, you are out of Christ. Please let me be clear about it now. If you are living this way, you are out of Christ. Thank God I did not write the Bible. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ. And the criteria is that they do not live by information. They walk not after the flesh, but by revelation, but after the spirit. Is somebody listening to me? Verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Can somebody say made me free? I am free. I am free indeed. If there is no condemnation whatsoever for me, it means that I am free. If there is no condemnation whatsoever for me, perfect freedom and perfect liberty. For see, listen to me now. This is what the Bible says. For the law, look at what made you free. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin and death okay maybe well, let me rephrase those words for the principles of the spirit of life the life you you have received has made you free from the principles of sin and death so now as a carrier of the life of god if you still operate by the principles of sin and death you are not free I'm sorry I said that directly, but I, if I didn't say it directly, I would be lying. This is the 
this is the reason why a lot of the children of God are still experiencing bondage today. Sincere believers giving their life to Christ, they are still in bondage. Because they are living by information and not by revelation. They are living by information. It's okay. I keep saying revelation. They are living by information and not by faith. Now do the math. Faith requires revelation of the word of God. For the law of the spirit of life. Now, the question we need to start asking ourselves now is, what is the law of the spirit of life? And I've shown it to us earlier, that the law of the spirit of life is faith. And when you obey this law of the spirit of life, which is living by faith, which comes as a result of the revelation of the world, you are meant to bear fruit. That is, you are meant to produce more life. This aligns with the vision statement of our Lord Jesus. In John chapter 10 verse 10, we've read it earlier. Can somebody say, I have received a higher life? somebody say i have the life of god and the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death this is not by confession is by acting verse three it says for what the law could not do in that he was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. He says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. It is so clear about to uh, Paul by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost was hammering on this thing. Because as children of God, it is so easy to get so lost in the sense sphere, the sense realm. It says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Now we're going to stop at verse 6 and move to the next scripture. It says, For to be carnally minded is. If you can read that, I want you to read it loud. For to be carnally minded is death. That you have been delivered. Please do not make a mistake. You have been delivered. Maybe we should read Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Somebody please. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. It says, God has translated us from the power of and authority of darkness into the glorious light of his son's kingdom or something like that. Let, let me read from my end. Colossians 1.13 It says, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? So, make no mistake. 
God has translated you. God has delivered you from the power of darkness. God has delivered you from death. Now, if you were under the authority of death, it is because you are carnally minded. If any man finds himself under the authority of death after receiving the Lord Jesus, it is because he is carnally minded. No wonder that sincere believers are enduring as harassments from the devil. And we think it is commitment to faith. It is not. It can't be. If enduring harassments from the devil is commitment to faith, then it means God didn't really save us from the devil. But praise God, we can stand, we can resist the devil, we can resist his harassments, and it will flee. How do we resist? By faith. We resist steadfast in the faith. Let's not forget we're still on Romans. Our time is fast spent. We're still on Romans chapter 8, verse 6. It says, For to be carnally minded is death. So if there's any manifestation of death anywhere in your life, I think you know what is wrong now. There's any manifestation of stagnancy, any manifestation of death of any kind. Because death is synonymous with separation from God, synonymous with uh, ignorance, synonymous with darkness, stagnancy, lack of growth, you know, emptiness, and all sorts. If there's any feeling of such or any manifestation or appearance of such, in any area of your life, now you know where the problem is as the carrier of the life of God. To be carnally minded is death. But it says, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Can somebody say life and peace? Come on, somebody say life and peace. It is up to you to choose between this life and peace and death. And a good number of times, sincerely speaking, a lot of believers choose death. Because it is easier to choose death because they are used to live by that they are used to living by information. I get it. You were given back to a natural mother and a natural father. I get it. You were raised, you learn to walk, you learn to abuse, you learn to talk, you learn to eat, you learn to play, you learn to run by information. 
you had your first degree by information your second degree your third degree possible by information you even did research you did projects at school you did all works you did quantitative reasoning so your brain is accustomed to living by information your brain is accustomed to analyzing information and if you decide to suspend your brain okay and engage your spirit then there seems to be a challenge i get it but guess what you have to learn to live by faith the same way you learn to live by information because you did not come from your father's spam okay okay wired to live by information no you learned everything so you can learn to live by faith what's more the bible says you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you so it means you can learn to live by faith i get it it is it can be tall but it can be very easy really it is as easy as taking the word of god point blank and believing it to be carnally minded is there first peter chapter 1 verse 3 says blessed be the god and father of the lord jesus i think verse 3 who has begotten us again to a lively hope god giving gifts give back to us so that we can live and death again he didn't give back to us so that we can uh, you know be under the authority of death again he did it so that we can have a lively hope and an inheritance incorruptible live in Christ living in Christ is living by the other life Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10 Praise God Let's start from verse 9 it says for this cause we also it's talking about the Christians in Colossae now Apostle Paul was speaking to them. He wrote a letter to them, speaking by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, and he said, "For this clause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire." Yeah? Please listen to what Apostle Paul was talking about here. Talking, see his desire now, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will. that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding what is called spiritual understanding here is foolishness to the minds of men ah there was a particular day I was reading the scripture and I, and I, I stumbled upon a verse that said that god has chosen not the exact way it was written but i'm just paraphrasing that god has chosen to use the foolishness of preaching to confound the wisdom of the world 
And that day I began to look at it and I was like, so God knew that preaching seemed like foolishness to the minds of men. But he chose it. That you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. This letter is written to you today. So I am praying for you now that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom. Praying for you and myself that we might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. It didn't say all wisdom and understanding. No, it says knowledge of his will. So if we were to underline what's there, we want to underline his will. What is the will of God? His word. So when Apostle Paul was saying knowledge of his will, he's saying knowledge of the words of God and the ways of God. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Talking about spiritual understanding now, Apostle Paul is talking about revelations. He's talking about revelations. Revelation in his word. This is that you might what now look at me here. So this is what happens when you have the knowledge of his words and his ways and the revelation. This is what happens. It says you will become worthy. You will walk worthy of the Lord to all pleasing. He said because Apostle Paul didn't start with. That you will walk according, walk worthy to the Lord of all pleasing, pleasing, uh, to all pleasing, rather. And he said the rest before he now started telling me how. No, he made it clear that, see, you have to first get the knowledge of his will. When you get this knowledge, then you are able to walk worthy of the Lord to all pleasing. See, please, I must be clear about it now. God loves all of us. But he is not pleased with all of us. God loves all of us. But he's not pleased with all of us. And that God is not pleased with you does not mean he doesn't love you. How do we please God? Hebrews chapter 11 and 6. How do we please God? Hebrews chapter 11 and 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. So it means that to please God, you live by faith. Hallelujah. Every time you are not living by faith, you're not pleasing God. Even though God loves you. Every time. Every single moment you spend outside of faith, you are not pleasing God. Let's go back to Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. That you might walk worthy of the Lord to all pleasing. Now it says, when you become pleasing, 
when you please God and you walk well, this is the result. Being fruitful in every good work. Being fruitful. See, purpose of the things that we pray for. You know, I've seen people in the past, I've had prayer points about people asking God to fire them up for himself. I mean, not in a way like that. I mean, people asking for more power from God. I've seen uh, people praying at points, just saying they're praying for more uh, power or something like that from God. Sometimes it's because we don't understand the scriptures. God will not bestow um, responsibilities on you when you have failed to manifest now. God does not promote on trial. As my bishop would say. If anybody wants more responsibilities from the God, they have to take more responsibilities. No, pray for it. So the result of you living by faith, this is why faith without works is dead. The result of you living by faith is that you become fruitful in every good work. This is where the issue of manifesting as a child of God comes in. And this is why the world is in desire today because Christians are failing to manifest. We are trying to seclude ourselves away from the rest of the world, calling ourselves special people. Yes, we are special, but not special enough to condemn the rest of the world. We are sent to be light to them. That you might walk worthy of the Lord to all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing. See now, so when you first gain uh, understanding of revelations, and so it produces faith within you, and you act on this faith, or this faith pushes you to act, you bear good fruits. And as you bear good fruits, you increase in the knowledge of God. So it means that no man can increase in the knowledge of God beyond his level of manifestation. Write it down. No man, there's no matter who you are, you cannot increase in the knowledge of God beyond your level of manifestation. We have said this last week when we were talking about walking in the light you already have. You cannot have more light when you are not using the current light you have. So, increasing in the knowledge of God happens when you have acted on the knowledge you've had. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, to all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Praise God. Colossians 1.26 Still Colossians chapter 1 Let's look at 26 and 27. It says, Even the mystery, which has been hid from ages and generations, but now is revealed to the saints. Can somebody say, the mystery that has been hidden from ages and generations are revealed to me. It says, To whom God would make known See, this is a promise. 
God has decided to make known to you what are the riches of the glory of his mystery. But the summary is being in Christ. That is the summary. The summary is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So whether we say Christ in you or we say you in Christ, we're talking about the same thing. Are you with me? So it is up to you to decide whether you still want to remain uh, or whether you want to put yourself under the authority of death or you want to come into light. It is up to you, really. It is up to you. But know this and know peace. God would make known to you what are the riches of this glory of his mystery. God would reveal his mysteries to you. If only you would live by the higher life. It is up to you and you have a responsibility to live this life. You have a responsibility to walk this way. You have a responsibility to operate this life. You have a responsibility to bear fruit. And when we're talking about fruit now, we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit that are mentioned in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, and the gifts, the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are mentioned in um, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and many more manifestations. The bottom line is that you appear as light. The bottom line is that you are able to accomplish the vision of the Lord Jesus, which is to have more life abundantly. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the grace to seek life The grace to live with spiritual understanding. The grace to live by revelation and not information is activated in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus.